It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, episode 34, who we are and what we believe. Good morning, good afternoon, happy commute, happy plan time, happy what, whatever your whatever your time is to listen right now. I hope you're enjoying it. I am Mike, principal extraordinaire from Lansing, Illinois. And this is Josh Buckley, a social studies teacher from Mesa, Arizona, and we want to welcome you to the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. We talk about bringing that passion, that unity, and that DIY right to your classroom, sprinkling it through your classroom in your school so you can make the best classrooms in school possible. You don't got to walk around with a skateboard or a chain wallet or, you know, a big old safety pin through your ear or glue in your hair. We are all punks here at the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. That's right. And yes. Mike, yeah. this is this is an exciting episode. It we, is. We have some cool news to share. This might be some people's first time listening to the show because this is our sort of debut on the Teach Better podcast network. Yeah, super exciting. Like we it's it's kind of like we've been doing our indie thing, putting out our own demos for the past almost two years. And now we got picked up like, you know, a, right. a, a quality independent label that we're excited to be working with, you know, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're super stoked. <clears throat> and so we thought we'd take this episode as an opportunity to sort of introduce what Punk Rock Classrooms is to Mike and I, what it means to us, and then really talk about those ideas of passion, unity, and DIY that we said right in that that very intro. Um, that way, if you're a brand new listener, you know what you're getting into. And then if you're a, if you're an old hat, this is your refresher course, right? This is us right. <laughs> diving back into the catalog and talking about it. And maybe you picked up somewhere in the middle of our episodes and you're like, you know what? I never listened to the first one. Well, this is where Mike and I are going to talk a little bit about what punk rock classrooms mean to us. So Mike, I want to start with you, right? Uh, I want to talk a little bit about um, like, what is, what does punk mean to you as a person and what does it mean to you as an educator? What does the concept of punk rock classrooms mean to you? What's, what does punk mean to you as a, as a person? And then what does punk rock classrooms mean to you? Oh, wow. It's such a deep question. I know, right? And, and I, we I, don't I, have forever. So we got to. <laughs> uh, so I, I would say, you know, punk rock, like when, when you hear that phrase, a lot of people automatically think of one, obviously the music and the scene, um, you know, kind of these bands doing their own thing, you know, grinding, hustling or whatever you want to call it to, to get through you know, without, without the backing of some of the big, and also, you know, they think of, you know, like I kind of said at the beginning, the kids with, you know, mohawks or skateboards or just kind of like, you know, the quote unquote outcast. But to me, it's so much more than that. I mean, that's obviously what kind of drew me into it. Um, you know, I was, I was in the skateboard, but to me, it's, it's more, it's more a lifestyle of, you know, accepting that everything you want to accomplish any goal you set, any, any change you want to see in yourself or the world, like that's, that's, you can do that through these punk rock, like tenants that you mentioned, you know, the passion, you need DIY. And we're going to get to that in a minute. But to me, like, that's, that's what punk rock is. It's making, it's making a difference in, in the world and others lives and working together, you know, collaborating with people for it. It's about building relationships and, and just changing things, man. 
Yeah. I mean, I say the same thing for me. Like I know that you and I both grew up in different punk rock scenes in the Midwest, right? Like you in the Chicago area, me in the, in the, in, in Michigan sort of scene and, and growing up in punk rock, I, that same idea, like that's what drew me to it was this idea of like, you could do, you want to, you want to be a photographer? Cool. Take pictures of the bands right. that are there. You want to make a record label? Cool. Make a record label and, and put out mm-hmm. tapes that your friends recorded, right? You want to be in a band? Pick up a guitar and make it happen. And for right. me, like punk rock offered that space for me to go do those things. And then also, like you said, build those relationships with people. And so when we think of this idea of punk rock, not only is it like, you know, you know change the system, fight the man, okay. that sort of thing. But when we think about it in, in the educational sphere, you and I have done a whole lot of episodes talking about how these ideas of punk rock can be found in schools and we should yeah. apply some of these ideas to school. So when we talk about punk rock classrooms, what is a punk rock classroom? Like what is a punk, what do you think the punk rock classroom is? A punk rock classrooms where one you're not going to have a teacher standing at the front of the classroom with straight rows of students in front of them, just the teacher doing all the talking uh, to the kids. I mean, a punk rock classroom, like, you know, when, when we would go to punk shows, there was never seats, you know, it was always stand, right. it was like small standing room things. And that's, you know, me being a building leader, like that's what I want to see when I'm going through the hallways. I want to see kids up and talking with each other and moving around. And the teacher is you know, f- floating through the classroom, going to different groups and, you know, checking on students here. They're not sitting at their desk doing grades while the kids are working. I mean, it's, it's basically like all, all hands on deck. Like there's, you know, at, at a punk show, there's so much energy. Like, and we've talked about this before, you know, the place, the venue comes alive yeah. and, and everybody in that, in that space becomes a part of the show it's not just the band you know so and that's what a punk rock classroom is like everybody from your you know your your go-getter kid who's wants to answer every single question to that quiet kid who knows the answers but's afraid to speak up to the kid who feels that you know he has to be the class clown to get attention like all of these kids and the teacher and and any, everyone parapros whoever become a part of of that that room you know, yeah. it's not, it's not the teacher's room. It's, it's our room. That you know? that's, I mean, that's that idea that I, I think the same thing, when I think of a punk rock classroom, we've talked about this concept of building the scene and building your crew. Right. And so yeah. we grew up in punk rock scenes where you got to be a part of the scene. You had those friends, you did things together. You all came together to like put on a show or have fun at a show or find a way to get to that show, whatever it was. You work together to make it happen. And for me, that's what a punk rock classroom is, right? It's it's right. creating that space. Uh, and you said it, like, it's not just the teacher talking about it. And I think one of those great things about punk rock shows is sort of the the crowd participation, right? Pass that, the mic. When, yeah, when you're yeah. that teacher or when, when you're that teacher... You can be like that punk rock, that punk rock vocalist or that hardcore band, and you can stick that mic out into the crowd and let those students shout the lines. Let those students lead what happens next. Let them jump up on stage and make it happen. Um, We, you know, we, we recently, we did a little interview uh, with, with someone this week and we were, they were asking us about it and it reminded me, uh, I'm going to mention it here, this thing that when I was a, when I was a punk rock kid in bands, there was this guy who put on shows. And one of the things he did was called bands in the crowd. 
And so he would like in the middle of a show, it'd be like a pretty long all day sort of show in the middle of the show. He would do this thing called bands in the crowd. And he'd ask some of us in the scene, like, Hey, do you mind loaning us your stuff? Can you like leave your, can you, can we borrow your guitar amp? Can we borrow your drum set? Can we borrow this or that? And so if, if there are some folks in the crowd who can't get a show, right, they're brand new, they're a new band. They haven't booked a show yet they can sign up to do bands in the crowd. And as a scene, we lent our resources to this and we said, Hey, you deserve to be on this stage with us. You deserve a crack at this. You've been practicing in your garage with your friends. Come on up here and make it happen. And to me, that's what we can do in our classroom. We can give space to kids to try things we can give a space yep. to kids to shine, to talk, to, to share, to collaborate, to show off what they can do. And, and all of that I learned from, from, from being a punk kid, right? Like seeing yeah. folks I know come together to help other people create things and build things. And to me, that's what that punk rock classroom is, right? It's Definitely. Just, like we're, we're all there for each other. Like you said, right. you're, loaning, you're loaning your equipment to these other bands to have them get a shot to get their voice heard. I mean, that's what we need our students to do. We need to let their voices be heard. And, and you know, you're at the high school level. You know, I, I was the, taught at the middle school level. I've been a elementary principal for seven years. I mean, it doesn't matter. Every kid has something to say. Every kid has something right. to share. And, you know, we, we have to give them those avenues for it. And, and they might not be the most vocal kid. And like you said before, and that's what the beauty of punk rock was. You got the kid who wants to sh- express himself or share what they want to share through a poem. Find ways to let them do that in your right. classroom. You know, like it's, it's not, it's not just a one way fits all. I mean, and that, and that was when you look at punk and you look at all the, the stupid sub-genres, gen, sub-genres people put out there, skate punk, crux punk, old school punk, email, like, I mean, come on. It's, it's all just music, but it's all part of the same, the same scene. Like there's, there's a space for everyone, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so let's, let's, let's dive into this idea on the show. You and I talk a lot about three ideas, but then we spin and, and add a bunch of other stuff. Right. In, but our tenets end up being sort of the ideas of passion, unity, and DIY. So let's talk a little bit about what does passion mean? Where do we see it in punk rock? And what does that mean for the classroom? So when give us an example of where do you see passion in punk rock and how do you think that that applies to you as a building leader or to the teachers that you that you lead on your campus? All right. So like the passion comes through, like when I would go to a show and I've been to plenty of stadium shows or, you know, big band shows. And you could tell that the band is just going through the motions. Right. They've got their set list that they're going to play these at this this set every night for the entire tour. And by the time they would get to the Midwest, you know, it's usually not the first spot of the tour. They're, they're tired. They've been doing the same thing. It's it's a good experience, but it's not, you could tell they're just going through the motions. Right. Yeah. But when you would go to these, these shows where these punk bands have worked their butts off and their friends have helped them and they've, they've made it to this spot themselves by all putting together money to buy a van that probably shouldn't be driving more than, you know, a hundred miles from their hometown. They're taking across the country. I mean, just the energy, cause they have that, they have that conviction in there and what they've created. Yeah. They know that what they're doing is making a difference because 
I mean, growing up, I mean, every kid's got the, you know, the, every kid feels lost at some point. And I had a really, some really rough patches in high school, but when I would go to those shows on Friday and Saturday nights, man, it was like, that was my escape. Like everything that was holding me down was just gone. And I was with my friends and with new friends and with people who were my friends who I didn't even know, but when we were just all there together in that experience, you know, that's that passion. Yeah, for sure. And so, so, if that's punk, if that's what passion is in the punk scene, what, how does that translate to what you do as oh, yeah, a school? You, you didn't ask me that. You did ask me that. I, got, no, I, that's, so, I, I was so passionate <laughs> about the first part. Um, <laughs> no, like for me as a leader, like I've, I've learned and, and you can check some past episodes. So I'm not going to rehash the whole story of my first couple of years as a principal, how I, I was not being myself, but when my staff and my students and, and our families see how passionate I get about things. Like when they, they've seen how passionate I am about building relationships first and foremost, before you're touching your standards and your curriculum and your assessments, they, they, you know, they want to, they want a part of that too. They want a part that it's not just like, Hey guys, you need to make uh, relationships a priority. You know, I'm going to go sit back in my office for the next four hours. Don't bother me. Like, they're not going to build those really, but when they see me out there, I'm on the floor on my, on my knees or sitting on my, you know, butt on the, on the tiled floor in the hallway, talking to a kid who's having a hard time. Like they see that, like, man, he, he's serious about this and it makes a difference. And then they're going to want to, you know, bring, bring that passion to, to their classrooms. Or they see when I share who I am, like, you know, I'm cruising around the hallways and on a skateboard. Like I right. don't, right. Not, I mean, I, I talked about uh, uh, Vinny, uh, Vinnie Caruana from the movie life. I am the avalanche peace out. Like I, I talked about him and all his New York punk bands in our morning announcements one day. I'm like, and that's your pop punk fact of the day, kids. Like when, when they see like <laughs> these, you know, who that I'm a person and I have these interests right. that may not be your stereotypical, like principal interests. Like it kind of is like, Oh, like we're all, we're all people here. And like, I've seen staff bring in, interest in their life like the music they like or hobbies they have you know and share that with the kids and it's just it builds that excitement for learning it builds that excitement for like well let me let me tell you about my life and that's why i every building leader needs to do that you know right i I think it's that same i I, that same thing is so true as a classroom teacher you know for me passion is a key part of punk rock because the bands that meant the most to me were the bands who put it all on stage, right? right. Those were the bands who, who left it all out there. You could tell when they hit the stage that, that no matter where they were in the tour, this felt like the most important show to them that night. Yeah. They put it all out there. And I feel like as classroom teachers, there are days when, you know, we're not going to do all the bells and whistles, but, but we need to let those kids know that, we're stoked about what we're doing. We're excited about what it is. And even if it's not the most exciting thing ever, we're going to give it our all. Right. 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 We're going to put everything we're, we're going to put, we're going to put ourselves into it. And you had mentioned this idea of like bringing your passions to the classroom. It's, it's not just like, I'm super excited to teach you guys about the Phillips curve and my <laughs> economics class. Right. It's like, what can I do to show you 
um, who I am. What are my passions and how can I bring them in? For me, it's music and it's art. Um, I like comic books. I bring that into what I do, but it's also about tapping into your kids' passions, right? Exactly. What are, you, what are right. your students' passions and how can you let them showcase them in your classroom? How are you allowing them to show off their love of X, Y, or Z? How do we, right. how do, we do that? And I think you know, that next big tenet for us is, is unity. And, and for me, you know, unity comes down to when being a punk rock kid, unity was that togetherness I felt in the scene. And you had mentioned it earlier, this idea of right. like you were at a show and the people you were with, even the people you didn't know, you felt connected to them, right? Right. You were all there to work together, to, to, to come together, to experience the show or, you know, like me and the guys I was in a band with or the folks that I was in that scene with working together to put up flyers, working together to put albums together and put on shows. And, and all of that meant that we had to come together and, and we had to sort of like understand that we're all in this thing together. Right. And, and, and that idea of like that punk rock unity. And when we talk about, you know, punk bands that, that punk, you know, this, you know, uh, ending, you know, this, this fight against racism, this, this fight for like inclusiveness, this fight of punk rock. When you talk about, you know, um, uh, all of these bands who have for a long time, when you look at the two-tone ska movement and you look at hardcore bands that were like, you know, fighting for equality and all those things, that punk rock movement of unity, can be a part of what we should see in our classroom. So as a classroom teacher, you should create a space that's inclusive. That scene that you're building should be one of unity, right? Exactly, where, 100%. Yeah. Where all of your kids feel like they can belong. You're creating that safe space for all your kids, that no matter who they are, no matter what their background is, no matter who their parents are, what they believe in, who they love, what you know, where they come from, they can feel a part of your classroom. And that comes down to, you said it earlier, that idea of building relationships, right? Yeah. I and, mean, I mean, these kids need to know that their, their peers have their backs and right. that, that their teacher and not just their teacher, every, everybody in that building, right. You know, we all have each other's backs. I mean, and it's, it's pretty cool because, you know, I, we're conducting interviews right now. We had a couple of positions open up um, with some people retiring and, you know, I, I've told our candidates in the round one, I'm like, look, you know, like, it's not like if you go on the third grade team, like it's just the, the 25 kids in your class or maybe the hundred kids on the third in the third grade are who you need to worry about. Like, these are all our kids. Like, it's not uncommon to see, you know, a fourth grade teacher taking a kindergartner because they saw them having a hard time in the hall. They're like, hey, come on and come in my room and just hang out here for a while. And, you know, you can color and we'll talk and, yeah. you know, taking time out of your day to, to just be there for each other. And that's, you know, that's what the punk scene felt like. I mean, I remember going to shows sitting outside the Metro in, in December, January, you know, and all we had on were shorts and a hoodie and it's negative five degrees out and people, you know, huddling together and we're sharing blankets. That's how you meet some of your best friends just because like, Hey, you, we got another half hour before they open the doors. Like, <laughs> let's get together. And, you know, right. we'll, 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 you know, start talking and it's it's i mean it's so important in every facet of life especially education because if our kids don't feel so many of our kids now i mean think 
I look down on my street, like, and we're very fortunate. A lot of the, the kids on our street are outside every day. Right. But you look at other, ask your kids, what are you going to do after school today? I'm going to go home and play video games. Like so many kids now aren't out running around like we were, mm-hmm. you know, like I remember like our, our neighborhood, like you run nine backyards and I've had fences. We're out there till nine o'clock at night. Someone's going to feed you during the day. Someone's watching you. And you know, you felt like we were part of that neighborhood. Now, so many neighborhoods have lost that appeal. Like people don't even know their own neighbors after 10 years. And we, right. so we need our kids when they come to our schools to, to feel know, that like, connection, this, right? This is a safe place and we're all here together. Right. And, and you, you had mentioned it like that idea of like, we're all in this together, that unity transcends, you know, like not just the folks in your classroom, but in your building, like you are together, right. you have a purpose. And that purpose is to help educate those kids and help those kids be successful. And, and if we're not doing that, if we're not together on that, then it's to the detriment of the kids who come into our classroom. So you've right. got to build that, that unified scene, that, that, that vision, that, that, that drive that you all have to make sure that kids are at the forefront of what we do and, and building those relationships and, and giving those kids the support they need is what unity comes down to. And we have an episode where we talk about, you know, like the circle pit, right? right. That, that when that kid falls down in the pit, it's not like everybody just let that kid get trampled, right? Like right. I've been in some right. giant circle pits. Right. We've been in this thing. And so if you're not a punk rock, a punk rock person, a circle pit is like in the middle of a song. You might have everybody on the on the floor of the venue run in a giant circle. I don't know I'll why. Run, I'll, I'll run in the same direction. I'll run in the same direction. That's just what we do. But look, when everybody's running around in a big circle, someone's going to fall. And that can seem pretty dangerous. But here's the cool thing about punk rock. You grabbed that person and you picked them up and you went with them. And we should be doing that in our classrooms as well. We should be lifting those kids up. And that's all about creating that unity and that drive together to get stuff done. And so our our last big tenet that we talk about is DIY, right? So what does DIY in the punk scene mean to you, Mike? And how do you, how do you instill that same idea as a leader in your campus? Yeah. So DIY, do it yourself. You know, you talked about earlier, you know, you were in a band, you guys made your own demos, you you created your own like liner notes and went to Kinko's and stuffed them. And That's you, know, right. you, you did them all yourself, then you sold them and you made your own flyers and you booked your own shows. So for, for me, like DIY is like not having to rely on on others to get things done. Like you want something done. You're going to, you, you know what you need to do to get it there. And you, because of the unity piece, you've got your crew to help you get there. So in the classrooms, you know, if for me, especially like, cause there's every day, there's something new coming out in education by this. You know, I, as a principal, I, my, every day I have sales emails of them trying to sell me new programs or things from student discipline to assessment, you know, everything, PIS and SEL. And, you know, I, DIY in the schools is, we don't need all of these fancy programs. We don't need every new thing that comes out. Like we have, we have experts in our building uh, uh, with, with whatever we want to accomplish. Like, yes, there's things we can buy and things we can put in place that are definitely going to enhance us, but there's so many things that we could save our money on and be creative and just with a unity come together and make, make these amazing lessons or or make these amazing life changes for our kids. Like with what we already have, you know? Right. And, and, and that comes down to the idea of like, how do you, how do you create that DIY in your classroom? And it's really about letting your kids have ownership about what's going on. Right. 
whether that's project-based learning, whether that's right. allowing your students to explore what they want within the bounds of like, hey, this is an English class. What do you guys want to read? What kind right. of stories interest you? Let's find some stories we can read and then we'll learn the standards through this stuff. It right. doesn't have to be to kill a mockingbird. It doesn't have to be like, look, you don't have to know who the lead character was in, you know, the secretive Nim, right? What you need to like, that's, that's a book I didn't read in, in junior high. Uh, I, did, I, did not, I did not read that either. Even being an English major, I did not read that one. Uh, you know, like you don't have to like pony boy. You don't have to remember who pony boy is and the outsiders. You can learn that through any piece of literature. So what right. are you interested in? Right. Let's find something you're interested. Let's do it. Let's learn it that way. And it might be about like, you know, I, I, I've done this lesson with my government kids before where we talk about what's a problem that you see in your community. What's a problem that you see in right. the state? What's a problem you see in the nation? It's what's going on in their lives. What's going on in your life. And now that we've pinpointed what this problem is in our community, how do we solve it? Right. You see what it is. Let's find an answer for it, right? Let's, let's own what this is. And I think the same thing can be true. And we've, we've talked about this before when we talk about like professional development and we talk about punk rock, you know, we've talked about punk rock PD. We've talked about what yeah. are your in services look like as, as educators. And I think it comes down to like, how do you, how do you give, if you're a building leader, how do you give your teachers ownership? How do you create? And I don't necessarily like buy in, is a term we use all the time. Right, and, right. And, and I heard someone say this recently. I'm like, oh, I like that. Like buy-in sounds like I'm trying to sell you something. But in reality, it's like, how do I get you to build it, build this thing? We need to make right. this change. How can I get you to build this thing with me? How can I get you to do the DIY aspect because you own it? You mentioned it earlier. Like I was in that punk band. We put out a handful of tapes that we recorded ourselves in my garage. We made the liner notes for it. We folded them up. We did all that stuff. Those are some of my favorite possessions, man. I still have right. them here in my office with me. Those mean more to me than like we went and recorded a CD. I like that CD. It's great, but it doesn't hold the same sort of like awesomeness. Like I got to draw the cover for our very right. first tape. Right. Right. Um, and all of those skills I learned to do all that, I pulled off because teachers and classrooms were like, all right, let's, what kind of project do you want to guys want right. to do in our graphic design class? And I was like, oh, can I make a, can I make a, a, a liner notes for a CD? Yeah, sure. That sounds great. Cool. So I learned how to do that work. I learned how to, you know, what, what size do I need to do? How do right. I, you know, how do I create the folds for a tape or how do I do, how do I create the folds for a CD? Right. All that came out of teachers going, yeah, what do you want to do? They let you take your learning in your own hands, you know, like, right. It's, it's, what do you want? It's like, it's when we, when you go to the show and they're like, what song do you guys want to hear? And someone shouts out a song like, all right, we haven't practiced that. But we're going to try playing it. Right. And you know, like, <laughs> it's like, what do you guys want to hear? Like it's, it's, and that's what we got to do with our kids. We got to like, what, what do they want? What do they need? And through passion, through unity, through like, it, when, when you put in the work to do it yourself, I mean, like we did these comfort zone lessons a couple of years back and, and I did not give the teachers any money. I did not say, Hey, there, here's a budget to spend on doing these lessons, but these teachers created, you know, surgery, uh, surgery halls. They created construction zones. They created, you know, Cinderella's crystal ball, all with their own materials, their own connections. They all, they knew somebody who worked in a hospital. So they got scrubs and masks and gloves for all of the kids. I mean, 
we have the resources, you know? And the thing was, when you do it like that, like you have that ownership. I mean, that, right. that cliche buy-in, but like, it's something more special than me saying, Hey, here's 300 bucks to spend on these things, you know, like, because you put in the work, there's something more, there's something more just organic and authentic. About right. It, you know? and, so, and that's that same thing with our kids. Like when they create something, it's theirs and they're prouder of mm-hmm. it. We know, we know that when kids have to teach other kids how to do something, when kids oh. have to figure something out themselves, they learn it so much better. Like, oh, look, yeah. I, I know that's true. I took one economics course in college, one, but then I ended up teaching it as a high school teacher. <laughs> you know, when I learned the most economics ever, when, when I had it, it, when I had to teach it to, you know, yep. I, one year I had 42 kids in a period taking economics. Oh. I had those 42 kids in my classroom. I had a round table in the back. Kids filled that up. I had some chairs in the background. I don't, I don't know what the hell happened that year with our, with our class sizes, <laughs> but like, heck yeah, I learned how to teach economics that year. And then like, because right. I had so many kids in there, I had to figure out how am I going to do this in a way that isn't terribly boring for right, 42 right. kids in my classroom. And, and so those concepts of passion, unity, and DIY are a thread through everything. So if you are a brand new listener and you've joined us because you found us on Teach Better, uh, the Teach Better Podcast Network, we want to say thank you for finding us. And, and we, yeah, have, thank you. we have 33 episodes before this, two seasons of the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast where we dive into you know, the ideas, uh, all these sort of punk rock ideas, whether it's uh, circle pits or passing the mic or, you know, uh, shows can happen anywhere that we've tied into education. And then this last year, we've spent time talking about specific concepts, whether that was evaluations. Um, teacher evaluations or development or professional development, you know. state assessments. All right. of that is sort of, you know, we then go, okay, well, here's this thing that's going on. Let's look at it through a punk rock lens for, for us. And also like Mike and I on the in-between episodes, we do a little reflecting because really, if we want to get better, we gotta you got to reflect, you got to reflect, you got to practice after the show. You got to go like, you know, that would have been better if, <laughs> right. So like, you know, those are the things that, that we do. So we want to, we hope that you, you found us, you, en- you enjoyed the show and that you want to dive back in for some more. We've got the old catalog. You can find us all sorts of places, but here's how we end the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. Mike, you and I both know it wouldn't be the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast if we didn't talk about what we've been listening to. So, Mike, what have you been listening to, man? What, what's, been, what's been playing in your ears for the, la- for the last couple of days? These last couple of days, man, I've been, I've been going through the Voodoo Glow Skulls catalog. Oh. You know what? Because they have a new record coming out. Uh-huh. Now, Frank, Frank, the singer left, but the dude Ephraim from Death by Stereo has yeah. taken on vocals. So they, they have a single out right now, Living the Apocalypse. I did not like it at first, but it's one of those songs where it's like the next day you're like, man, why is this song in my head? <laughs> so I probably listened to it about 50 more times. So I'm stoked about this new record, but I'm, I've just been going through all their old yeah. records, like the Epitaph years, you know, before they, you know, the, the last couple they put out, I, I didn't really dig and get into, but like those first ones, like who is this is fear may band yeah. mafia, Bailey de los locos. All those are, so I was listening not too long ago. I was listening to the, the Spanish version of fear may. Yes. Oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. good. Uh, so for so, me, yeah. all right, dude. So I talked, I think this was my pick of the week a while ago. Um, but I just, I cannot stop listening to that Jeff Rosenstock album, the Scott, the Scott <laughs> dream. I'm going to tell you what, 
it is the best ska album this year. No lie. Like he turned the album, no dream into a ska album, redid all the songs in ska and sort of like, there's some slower ska upbeat stuff. It is so good. It is uh, so good, dude. I'll have to give it another listen. I, I got a uh, six mile run on the, on the, on the schedule tomorrow. So I'll, I'll put it on while I do my run. I'll give it another chance. It is one. It's like, it's going to be one of my top albums this year. I just know it. It's, it's super catchy. <laughs> it's super good, but I really love no dream. It was a great album last year and just to yeah. how he changed it all. That's been great. So folks, we want to thank you for tuning in. And here's the thing. You can find all of our episodes, uh, on your favorite podcast app, whether that's iTunes or Spotify or Google, you can find all of them. Uh, you can also find show notes for episodes over on our website, punkrockclassrooms.com. You can find our blogs up there. Mike and I do a little blogging. Mike is a punk rock poet, so he's got some poetry <laughs> up on the website. You can check that out. So punkrockclassrooms.com. If you're listening, you're like, I want to see what these guys are up to. You can follow Mike and I and the show on Twitter and on Instagram the same handle for both of them. So you can find the show at punk classrooms. You can find Mike on both Twitter and Instagram at Mike R Earnshaw. And you can find me on both of those platforms at Josh R Buckley, like good Midwestern kids. Our middle name is Ryan. That's just how, that's just, (laughs) that's just how it works. Uh, We were probably both raised as, as good young Catholic men. And that's just, that's just, that's the middle name they gave all of us. And like, between 80 and 84. I think we're all named. (laughs) I think so. You're right. right. (laughs) So you can find, you can find all that stuff on the website. Uh, And also don't forget to check out the show. Uh, You can find uh, Mike just did a blog over on teachbetter.com. So you can find his blog up there about teacher appreciation. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have questions or you want to send us a message, you can DM us on Twitter Or you can send us an email at uh, to punkrockclassrooms at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And Mike, we'll see everybody at the at show. The show. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We'll see you on the next episode.